1: the scripture Zechariah 2 5 over faith city I'll Reach, where the Lord says and I myself will be a wall of fire around it declares the Lord and I will be its glory within Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Pastor Tracy Beal, Pastor of Community Development at Pure Heart Church in Glendale, Arizona, and Executive Director of School Connect Arizona. We also have Jill Hicks. She's the Director of Business Partnerships for the nonprofit School Connect Arizona, Thank you both for being on Faith City Outreach today to share the importance of connecting schools, churches, and businesses with the community to build long lasting and genuine partnerships.
2: We're so glad to be here. Thank you again so much, Marina.
1: Pastor Tracy, please briefly share your role as the Pastor of Community Development at Pure Heart Church. And I know you're also the Executive Director of School Connect.
2: So as a pastor, uh, I was working uh, alongside Dan Steffen, who's the lead pastor at Pure Heart Church, to serve local schools, and not only with the church, but also with local businesses and nonprofits and government, really creating a full village of support around the school. And about six years ago, a little over six years, uh, Dan Steffen said to me, Tracy, how about if we start a nonprofit? So you've been doing this whole a model of engagement with schools for 12 years. But uh, six years ago, he said, how about if we start that nonprofit? And so we started School Connect actually under the umbrella of Pure Heart initially, and then Pure Heart launched us out. And so now we're our very own 501c3. We work with businesses, churches, nonprofit, and government all across the state of Arizona but I'm also a pastor at Pure Heart. And so they really invest in me to be a blessing to the entire state of Arizona. And we're actually growing into other states now too. So this is a church that has a heart for the entire community.
1: Now, this is the only church that I've ever heard that has a pastor of community development.
2: Yeah, I think that they said, the the question in their minds, in Dan's mind was, if we as a church were plucked out of the neighborhood tomorrow, would anybody notice? And, and 11 years ago, that answer was probably no. But now that they have really invested um, as a church, not only into schools, the church is also really involved in um, working with trauma-informed care and providing a resource center and a counseling center. So they're very outward focused now. And so being the pastor of community development is just very normal for Pure Heart Church. They're saying, let's make a difference in the community. And I can say now, if Pure Heart was plucked out of their neighborhood, the whole area would know about it because they've just invested with so much love. That's
1: amazing. And I have to give uh, so much credit to the pastor at Pure Heart because this is what I believe and what I have seen or experienced more churches needing is somebody to go out into the community for the church to know and meet Mm -hmm. the community, learn about the community and
0: Mm -hmm. create
1: long lasting uh, relationships with the community. Jill, can you briefly share your role as the Director of Business Partnerships for the nonprofit School Connect in Arizona?
3: Absolutely. And again, thank you so much for inviting us to be a part of your wonderful show and just be able to share a little bit more about what we're doing. We really appreciate it. And um, so, I, yeah, I'm the Director of Business Partnerships for School Connect Arizona. And basically, what I get to do is help think strategically about the different ways we can engage the businesses with the schools. And businesses and schools working together is not an uncommon thing. That happens all the time. Um, what School Connect does is, is create these networks of support. And what's unique about it is it's, it's bringing all sectors in the community around a school together at the same time to be in relationship to support the school. That builds sustainable relationships and partnerships. And also gives us the opportunity to um, share about ways to to truly build win-win partnerships. So it's not just about businesses donating food for the um, staff for an event, which is important and awesome and amazing, but it's about how do they work together and really, really create win-win partnerships. And it's um, it's just awesome and exciting and inspiring to be a part of. So how do you create win-win relationships?
2: Jill, would you like this? to answer that? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, yeah.
3: sure. Um, doing this on Zoom, it's interesting to see how <laughs> who we choose. Tracy and I could both answer every question uh, at great length. But, um, you know, what School Connect normally does when schools are not shut down is we go in and we provide a lot of training on best practices on how to engage the community. So how do we first even find out who's there? How do you know all the businesses around your school and all of the um, faith partners that probably likely would like to be engaged somehow? So we have a lot of training around how to do that. We also have extraordinary tools. So One of our tools is literally you can, we have a map, a proprietary software mapping tool that was built for us out of partnership with GCU students who are brilliant. And we can pluck in a school and we can say, hey, let's just identify everybody within a three mile radius of your school and look at that list. And then the people that are already existing School Connect partners Hey, let's call those people and let's invite them to the table and let's talk about what one another is doing and see how we can collaborate. So we do we do the training, we have amazing tools and resources, and then we also host some catalytic events throughout the year and we can talk about those um, later too, but those are opportunities to showcase so that people can see firsthand and those partners can share together on what they're doing so that other schools and other parts of the sector can hear. You know, it's one thing to just talk about it. It's different to be a principal and hear another principal talk about how they're engaging with the three churches near them and the six businesses and uh, the government entities, the block watch. That's really powerful. And so we provide opportunities to showcase those um, incredible stories of success. You talked
1: about training. How long is the training, and is there a fee for training?
2: You know, what what we provide for principals does not cost. So we provide training in um, how to have partnerships, how to look for partnerships, how to create win-win partnerships. We talk to them about if you're going to host a Love Our Schools Day, which is kind of our large service day that happens in the fall, Last year, we had 10,000 volunteers serve 265 schools in 35 school districts. We train them about how to create that runway, make it accessible, make it friendly. 70% of the people in the neighborhood around a school do not have children in the school. So we want to get those people into the school, understanding it, loving it. Um, And so we, we train the principals how to do that. We also train community partners so on our, our website, we have a training for principals about how to put on a Love Our Schools Day. And then we have a matching training for churches and businesses for their people, how to put on that Love Our Schools Day. We also train people how to have something that we call a cafe, which stands for community and family engagement. And that's kind of the secret sauce of building partnerships for School Connect. That's a principle hosting the stakeholders, the business church, nonprofit government at one table, like Jill said, sharing who they are, the number of students, their free and reduced lunch rate, maybe languages spoken, all the wonderful things as well as the challenges of a school. And then they get to hear from the community partners as well. It's a conversation two-way street. And at the end of that, the goal is that you match make the organization. What does it do well? What is it passionate about that the school needs? So you're creating an engagement plan for the rest of the school year with all those amazing partners.
1: What is the mission of School Connect?
2: The mission of School Connect is to connect schools to their community because it takes an entire village to help every child reach their potential. We really have watched that happen. And why is it so important to do that, Tracy? Well, it's important because... um, When kids are coming to school, they're coming with a huge range of needs. And so principals and teachers are wearing the hat of the educator and the hat of the the counselor and the hat of the social worker and the hat of someone who's making sure they have food and making sure they have clothing and making sure they have transportation and, you know, language learning. They're just this huge array, trauma-informed care, if they've gone through something that's really hard with their family. So it's really not fair to ask an educator to wear all of those hats when we have a whole village that could come around and each play the role that they need to play. So that kid is going to really reach their potential.
1: How do you convince principals who are hesitant to go through your training and probably think, oh, this is just another added training I need to go to and another added, uh, task that I need to do this. It's, And so they think that it's something else added to them. How do you convince them the importance of of what you're doing?
2: Yeah, I I think that the, the primary thing that we're saying is we want you to accomplish your goals. What are your goals for the school? And any community partner that is brought to the table isn't just going to be doing something extra. They want you to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Is that third grade reading? Is it eighth grade math? Is it a STEM program? Are you trying to engage parents? Are you trying to retain teachers, which is a huge issue, right? Um, and, And so what we say is we'll bring along a school champion who's a volunteer from that village who walks alongside the principal. We help train and support that school champion. So now they help facilitate those partnerships of the village and the principal is always setting the goals. These are the targets. This is what we're trying to do. But that school champion helps kind of remove some of the weight of that off of the principal's shoulders. And, and then it all works together. And in the end, the principal is actually having more time, more resources. They're accomplishing their goals. And, and so that's a powerful story that I think they, they love.
3: Can I yes. add to that? Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to say that um, the last thing we want to do is convince a principal to engage partners. So we never start that way. We have principals and superintendents calling us all the time, and we are we are actively working with the people who want to engage. So we present Mm -hmm. at a lot of the educational conferences. We're a part of a lot of um, the groups, the Youth and Education Commission for the City of Phoenix, ASPRA, which is the Arizona School Resource, um, Public Relations Association, um, ASBA. There's a lot of groups that we're involved in. And the way we start is by invitation. So a superintendent may say, we want to engage our community um, in in a more strategic, cohesive way. Would you come in? And then we start by training the principals. Um, it works different ways. Sometimes there are groups that are ready, a portion of the district. Sometimes there's a principal. Um, but we work with the people who have said, hey, I want to do this, and I'm ready, and I've talked to other people, so I've seen the results. We don't ever call a, a school or a principal or a district and say, hey, we, we want to help you engage your community. That's that's the wrong way to start. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: How do you market school connect to the principals?
2: You know, I, I think that what Jill said is really important. We always start at the superintendent level. Okay. We want to make sure that we are in alignment with what their goals are for the school district. And so we build a trusted relationship with that superintendent. And if they want um, us to bring this model to their principals, then they open the door directly to those principals. Um, and so we, we generally always approach it that way because we want to have all the work that we do with the principals and the schools in alignment with the district, which is in alignment with the state, right? How
1: do you teach in your training building long-lasting partnerships?
2: Hey, Jill, do you want to talk about the um, Lost in Translation video?
3: Yes <laughs> I would. Um, you know again, I would say one of one of the things that makes what we're sharing unique is um, a lot of times in schools there are one-off partnerships so you have like say your second grade teachers, husband, works at Walmart. So you sort of have an in there where they know a neighbor. So it's these great valuable relationships. Mm -hmm. However, they could change at any time, right? So Mm -hmm. if the manager changes at the store, you might lose that relationship. If the youth pastor's no longer there, um, so they're not really sustainable. And one of the things we want to do is, is make these relationships sustainable. So again, it's a network of support around the school. And so, um, One of the things we found is we're listening to the schools and hearing their greatest challenges and then trying to help solve for those, right? And some of the challenges that schools say might be that a great, um, good intention partner comes in and offers to do something that they don't want or need or donate something they don't want or need. Mm -hmm. Well, that puts the school in an awkward situation and sometimes that's a stall for a partnership. Um, which again is the reason that if you bring everybody around the table collaboratively and you talk about the goals of your school, oftentimes that will reduce those situations where somebody's offering something that a school doesn't want or need because it doesn't align with their priorities. Um, on the business side, and you know, I can I I can say this because I have worked in a school district, so I know that teachers and educators are just to serve the needs in their school. So it's all with the best of intentions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it comes off like they're taking free stuff or asking for free stuff to meet needs um, and then not necessarily following up with that. For example, you desperately need to have food. You ask for uh, free stuff from a restaurant, but then when you have money, you buy it from a different restaurant. You don't go back and 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 use the restaurant that was so generous in donating food to you. So, School Connect is taking some of these scenarios. How can we share these messages? Oh, kind of do's and don'ts, and uh, with stories that you know we can we have to share. So, we created a video called Law Translation. And it's just basically these scenarios talking about a very common scenario and then seeing it from the other side. So how does that feel for uh, the pizza restaurant when they donated all the pizzas and then you ordered, you know, sandwiches from another place? Well, it doesn't feel very good. It feels like maybe they didn't care. Um, So we work really hard to hear some of the challenges that all sectors face from their perspective and then work to share those with everybody else to create some best practices to avoid those sort of pitfalls
1: when is the best time for schools to build partnerships with their
2: communities you know i i would say um as soon as possible (laughs) 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 that's the reality but i mean i think that ideally if in the um in the January or spring, if you are able to get schools to sit down with their community partners and start to create a plan for the for the rest of that school year and then start fresh even in the new school year, really our goal would be to get that village sitting down with their principal and making a plan. So the first day of school, you've got a church that said, well, we'll make a meal for all the teachers on their first day back. Hmm. And, and then you've got... Uh, a business that would say, well, we will provide the Positive Behavior Intervention Strategies prizes for kids um, in the store that they get to go to when they're doing well and in school. And then this nonprofit would say, and we will provide this uh, program for after school. So you're creating that engagement plan for the whole school year. So you really want to try to kind of get to know each other a little bit before that so that you can go ahead and launch that that wonderful initiative. And Mar-
3: can I add to that too, Marina? Absolutely. Um, the best time is now. And we have worked with so many principals who have seen the success of engaging their, their community. And when they move to a new school or a new district, um, sometimes you might think, oh my gosh, I just need to wrap my head around this. I, I'm at a new school. I need to learn the names of my teachers, just for starters. But what we've seen, is principals that have had success with engaging their partners, the second they move to a new school or a new Mm -hmm. district, they say, I can't do anything until I engage my community. So they can Mm -hmm. support me with what I'm doing at this new school. The the other thing, and I just want to give a shout out to Queen Creek. Um, Queen Creek has uh, engaged their community in extraordinary ways every school. And it was really cool when we were at their last cafe, or maybe it was a couple of cafes ago, um, they uh, had they were building the new school. And before the school was even built, that principal who was going to be the principal of the new school was hosting a cafe for the people in his community. And they wow. had the, the picture of what the school's going to look like. And he was already casting vision and sharing and engaging them and inviting them to celebrate what's going to happen, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. And I would say that the worst time to engage your community is the second you decide you're going out for a bond and an override. And you've never talked to anybody before. And now you're asking for millions of dollars to support your school district. That feels not not good. So, so now, engage now in whatever way Makes you comfortable. It can be small. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just find a win. Start with two partners, four partners, six partners.
1: Would you say the same things about building partnerships with their communities, to churches and
2: businesses? That to start now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I would say that for School Connect, we have three top um, values. And our first value is trusted relationships. You know, you don't want something to be transactional. You want it to be something that where you've built a real relationship, you are actually loving each other. You're listening. You're there for each other. So right now, um, as the world is facing the COVID virus, um, basically all these partners who already exist are coming to support their schools with food and with computers and with support for teachers and with childcare. You know, all these things that happen because there's a trusted relationship. The second value is um, collaborating together in a way that is a win for everybody. And so we want this to be a win for the church. And as a pastor, I know that one of the things that a church wants to feel is like they're making a difference. Like They want to feel like when they volunteer or when they provide something, it's really actually changing something. And they want their members to to have a wonderful experience being a blessing to the people at the school and in the neighborhood. And so it should actually accomplish some of the goals of the church or the business. So it's a two-way street. You're collaborating in a way that is a win for everybody. That's what creates sustainability, like Jill said. And then the final value we have um, of the top three is really we're outcome oriented. So we're looking to change academic achievement. We would love to see teacher retention increase. We would love to see attendance increase. We'd love to see negative discipline behavior go down. There should be actual results from the collaboration that we do together. And all the parties should feel like, wow, we're making a difference And we're accomplishing our own goals as we do that.
1: Pastor Tracy, what does the Bible say about the importance for Christians to know and reach out to their community?
2: I really believe that that Jesus was constantly living out and talking about his kingdom. And that's anywhere where Jesus' rule is. And so I believe that when Christians are living out, being the hands and feet of Jesus in the community, they're They're showing the Kingdom of God to others. So where the kingdom is, children should be fed, they should be safe, they should be educated, they should have strong families. They, their parents should have good marriages. Uh, they should get the support they need if there are addictions or struggles that are there. That's the kingdom of God being expressed through the body of Christ, loving those local schools. And those local schools are not just the children, although they're our focal point, but they're also their parents, there's the teachers themselves, and there's the neighborhood. And so I'm excited as a a pastor because a school is actually a portal to all the needs of a neighborhood. If there are foster children or refugees or homeless families or marriages that could need support, all of that can be reached all of that need by a church, by serving that local school.
1: Do you think many churches are reaching out to the community to witness and share the love of Christ, which encourages them to attend church?
2: Well, I I can say honestly that we have about 450 churches um, right now in Maricopa County who are regularly engaging. But here's the vision. The vision is there are twice as many churches than there are schools. That means that every single school in Arizona can have a church that is loving it. The church is so well suited to having volunteers and come and serve as servant leaders, right? So we would love to see that. We would love to see every school have a business partner, every school have a nonprofit partner, because then you're going to see the real transformation start to take place. And how can that happen?
1: What does it take to make that happen? A phone call? An email? To you?
2: <clears throat> Absolutely. We would love to be able to talk to you. So two things that you would want to um, write down is our website, schoolconnectaz.org, and then an email, which is info at schoolconnectaz.org.
1: What advice would you give pastors of churches that are not reaching out to their communities
2: I would just say that if you want people to come to know Jesus, if you want them to grow in their faith and be involved in small groups and all the opportunities, be baptized, get to get to express their faith, the best way to do that is to meet needs in your neighborhood. So as you build trusted partnerships, relationships with those people in the neighborhood, then when they have need, they come to you because you have built that trust. And then I can say as a pastor at Pure Heart, literally uh, at least a 1,000 people uh, of the people who've come to the church have come because of what we're doing in the neighborhood. And they're coming to know Jesus, and they're growing in their faith, and they're giving back into their own neighborhood. So it's just a beautiful thing.
1: This is Marina Maria with Faith City Outreach with today's special guest. Pastor Tracy Beal, Pastor of Community Development at Pure Heart Church in Glendale, Arizona. And she's also the Executive Director of School Connect Arizona. We also have Jill Hicks. She's the Director of Business Partnerships for the nonprofit School Connect Arizona. We are talking about the importance of connecting schools, churches, and businesses with the community to build long-lasting and genuine partnerships. What are the challenges in building partnerships uh, between schools and uh, between schools and their communities?
2: Mm-hmm. I think if I if I'm, think about it from the school side, I would say that there are times when um, maybe a principal has not yet thought about how could I use community partnerships to actually accomplish some of our goals that requires a different kind of lens to be put on to understand, wow, The whole village around a school should be a part of the life of those kids and families and teachers. Mm -hmm. So some of that is casting vision. Some of it is just clearing the pathway to the school. There are really, we've discovered, thousands of people who would love to make a difference in their local school. But the pathway is full of red tape and confusing acronyms, and they don't know how to do it. But when you get that clear and simple pathway, when a principal has that list, they pull out in their pocket, hey, these are our goals. This is what we're working toward. Then the community partners know how they can serve. And if they're looking for those win-win partnerships, then you can encourage that local church or business, hey, do what you're good at. Maybe you're really good at uh, providing STEM kits, or you've got people in your church or your business who could mentor or give an internship for a student who is going into that field. Um, Maybe there are kids who are really struggling in their family and you can mentor um, children from the church, right? That you can have youth pastors and children's pastors connect with them. But maybe you're an organization that could provide professional development, uh, that could give opportunity for leadership development for some of the parents or for some of the educators so I, I really think that those elements are the, the parts that make those partnerships really successful.
3: And, and, I, and I also wanted to add to that. I think um, part of what School Connect is able to do is, is work on those different features. Like sometimes the language that a principal uses to articulate the goals of the school is not made for the outside community. There's all of these acronyms, PBIS, and all of these different things. So Part of what School Connect does to support that is is help translate what they're saying to the to the ear of anybody, right? So that when the the stakeholders are sitting around the table, they'll really be able to understand those clear goals. And and flexibility is key, right? Just in any relationship, flexibility. And just one funny thing that always comes to mind um, years ago when Tracy and I were working together. Um, you know, schools have a lot of rules because they have to, right? Uh, All of these rules were were put into place to protect students and teachers and uh, confidentiality. And so all of those rules are very valuable and they weren't necessarily written with um, engaging the community in mind, right? So um, Tracy, I know you'll immediately remember this, but Tracy had hundreds of volunteers that were getting ready to serve for a Love Our Schools Day in multiple schools. And apparently some of the forms needed by the district to make that happen were not completed, you know, eight years in advance or whenever they have to be completed, right? And so um, it almost was called off, right? And it wasn't, it happened and it went through, but what we took from that is we sat down with the um, person that oversees all of facilities and looked at some of that paperwork and actually rewrote it in a way that would better serve helping to engage the community in serving schools, right? The paperwork was just antiquated and not set up to do that. And so sometimes we look together with our partners and say, how can we make this easier on all sides? Like Tracy mentioned, how can we clear some of the barriers or red tape still keeping in mind all those important rules but making it easier for good things to happen with these partners. So how did you make it easier? We rewrote the paperwork, right? Mm-hmm. So we put something in the beginning that explained why it was happening so instead of just getting this this big clump of paperwork that needs to be filled out, it started with thank you for wanting to engage in our schools. We have some we have some rules and regulations and paperwork that has to be completed. One of the reasons we do this is we want to make sure the, the facility isn't in use doing something else when you're here to serve, that the lights are on and the power is on, and sometimes that's handled remotely from the district. We want to make sure that you're not digging to build a community garden where there's um, sprinkler lines that, that, that could get hit. We want to ensure that your the time of your partner's is valuable and respected and that everything goes smoothly for all parties um you know and we added verbiage like that so partners felt honored and welcome and also had a better understanding of just why those rules were there instead of it just being so frustrating Um, and i I really felt like engaging that facility person and and this is part of our training when we go out to school districts. Just helps make sure that you have all the boxes checked and all the, you know, I's dotted and the T's crossed so that all the rules are followed, but they're followed in a way that is conducive to building a relationship because inevitably something goes wrong with something at some point. And when you have relationship, and people have friendships and trust. Then it's okay. That's okay. You don't really have a relationship until you've gone through something difficult together, right? <laughs> so, so it's important to have that trust so that you can creatively work through any challenges together, and everybody feels um, like their piece of the um, of the relationship is really valued and important. And I and I just want to give Tracy a lot of credit for this because this is how she operates. I mean, she she taught me so many things about this is just her natural course of thinking because she's always been community centered. She's always engaged lots of groups to do difficult, challenging things in other countries here, everywhere. But we don't all just naturally think that way. That's just one of her gifts is to think that way. So I think people want to engage. And when, they, um, when, they're, when people share with them some of the tools and strategies, that Tracy just inherently has. It's like, oh, oh yeah, of course. So they want, people want to hear those things and they want to go, oh, if I did this, things would be so much easier. So this is why, uh, you know, shout out to Tracy being the executive director and pastor hat and so mother hat and grandma hat. She just she just knows how to do these things. and um, And she's helped us write a lot of the kind of curriculum and tools and training that we have that has really allowed us to share that message.
1: Well, um, I see why God chose Tracy and both of you too, um, Jill, because I believe too, people want to help, but sometimes they don't know how to help. Mm-hmm. And there is a fear of being rejected if you ask for something. And this has been my experience. And even when somebody says no, it's, it's, it's if... Uh, they don't want to go and ask somebody else because they get discouraged. But saying the no, um, if you go out and ask somebody else, then there could be, I mean, there's a 50-50 chance they may say yes, they may say no, but you know what? In my experience, because if you just keep being persistent, Mm -hmm. there's always a yes. Mm -hmm. Somebody is going to say yes
2: yeah. and mm-hmm. so
1: um, and that's what I've always tried to encourage um, teachers when I talk to them is that mm-hmm. somebody's going to say yes and even if there's a no, usually that person does want to help but they can't help at that time so still build the relationship
2: right right, right. totally
1: really quickly briefly describe or explain the benefits of building a a bridge between schools and their communities. What would you say if you had two, three sentences to say what the benefits are of building a bridge between schools and their
2: communities? Um, I think what I would say, um, I would love to share just that super short story of a K through eight um, school with 1,500 kids, 100% free and reduced lunch rate. And when you built their the village around that school, they had one partner to start with, one great church, but they now have 30. They have now have four churches and several businesses and several nonprofits and government. Everybody's at one table. And the, the change that has happened at the school, they have had um parents are now engaged. They started a PTA. They started a West Sunny Slope uh, neighborhood association. The, the uh, teachers are being retained. They went from losing 30 teachers to the next year only losing 15 to only losing six. So that's changing dramatically. Their academic achievement has increased in the last two and a half years. They have gone from being a D rated school academically, they're nine points away from a B now. So language learning, school culture, all of it has changed because of the village that is supporting those kids and those families. And it's so exciting. Who would not want to do that?
1: I agree. What an amazing experience for both of you guys to Mm -hmm. go to a school or to a church or to a business and you come back, I don't, uh, maybe months or a year from now and you see the results. Yes. Of what they have
2: done. Mm-hmm.
1: It must be it's, an amazing experience. Can you share anything
2: a, about it? Well, it's the greatest honor, I think, possible. You know, we, we're just coming alongside to show people what's possible, to cast the vision and train them and help kind of clear the pathway, and then to tell their story. We get to tell that story. We have a big summit in January, we had about 900 leaders. At Grand Canyon University in January, we got to share the amazing stories that are happening. We have 700 schools that we've helped build partnerships for in the state of Arizona so far. So, oh, my gosh, it's really an honor and a privilege to get to highlight all the beautiful things that people are doing and the changes that happen in the schools because of it.
1: How has it been going so far for School Connect recently since uh, the world crisis um, has come to um, the world?
2: Well, I'd love to give kind of an overview and let Jill kind of tell more detail about the digital divide. But basically what we did was immediately send a link out to all of our schools and our community partners. And we said, if you have a need or if you have a resource to offer, please fill out this form. So we have this huge list of organizations that want to serve schools, and we have these requests from schools. So we're matchmaking like crazy right now what the need is and what the resource is. And some of those resources are food, besides uh, students getting free and reduced lunch. you know They get their breakfast and lunch when they do their um, grab-and-go meals those families don't still have food for the, the parents and grandparents and weekends. And so we've been working with, um, restaurants, um, with, with food pantries and resource centers to try to get food to get supplies that are needed by those families. Um, we've been working and um, bringing resources of social emotional support, um, books to be able to get into the hands of parents. But one of the big initiatives that I would love Jill to share is um, that so many of these families in high poverty school districts do not have technology, they don't have a computer, and they don't have internet right in the middle of this COVID 19 crisis. So, Jill, do you want to share that? Yeah, yeah, I would say that um, in crisis, you know,
3: you see the best in people. And so, even while watching the news can sometimes be difficult, um, what's been really inspiring is that all day long, we're all day long, (laughs) we're distracted by um, working with our partners in whatever unique creative way um, they feel like they can serve. And um, this morning, Tracy was um, out at a district. So as she mentioned, there's this digital divide and there's many families that don't have access to technology. And wow, what a particularly scary time as school has been canceled until the end of the school year. So um, 48 superintendents crafted a letter talking about how worrisome that was. And so that was one of the things we immediately um, latched onto as well, brainstorming how could we engage our partners in a way that would help meet those needs. We know we can't solve everything, but we know that we can be a piece of of the puzzle to help make a difference. And um, one of our great partners, Core Construction, they're a big construction company uh, throughout the nation. They said, boy, we would love to contribute in a way that could support getting technology in the hands of families. So um, we talked to Cox, Cox Communications, who's offering um, now 60 days free of internet through their Connect to Compete program. In talking to Cox, they said, uh, great, there's two refurbishing companies that we have a great relationship with, AZ Strut and Computers to Kids. So great. So we called them. Um, they, they service refurbished computers differently. So we're working with both of them. But the Computers to Kids um, has a model where they have laptops that have um, uh, Microsoft Office 10 on it, that suite of of products, which is great for for high school and middle school, for sure, as they're trying to continue to do um, schoolwork. And so all of these partners engaged and and there was funding to purchase. There was the refurbishing company to provide. There's Cox, who who has worked with these families on getting the the internet um, up and running so that they can utilize them. And it's been unbelievable. In the process, we're creating some best practices. So um, we know how to do this, keeping in mind social distancing, keeping in mind that field techs can't go into homes, so people have to do self-installation. Um, but, but we feel like being able to engage those partners in a way um, with the strengths that they had and what they were willing to offer was able to directly impact families. Um, I just want to throw out one more thing. We were talking to Goodman's, you know, they're a furniture company, an Mm -hmm. awesome furniture company yesterday on the phone. And they said, um, gosh, we have a warehouse that um, furniture goes into. And if there are any teachers that are looking to create a home office that they didn't once have, because teachers are never home, they're always at the school, um, they might need a chair or a desk or a filing cabinet. Gosh, we can support that. And then they said, we said, oh, we're working with schools to try to get Um, bags because instead of giving one breakfast or lunch to a family, they're trying to do like five at a time so they can limit the times that that the families are having to drive over to the school. And we're looking for bags. And they said, oh, we have tons of partners. And today, like happening right now, um, they talked to, uh, American Family Insurance is one of them, but, but a bunch of their partners, they reached out and said, a lot of the big events that were scheduled to happen where people have you know thousands of bags, mm-hmm. well, now those events aren't happening. So they will donate those bags to schools so that they can put five meals in them. So really, it's listening to our wow. partners in what they say they want to do. And then, gosh, it's it's a great pleasure to match make that with a school district to meet a need.
1: Wow, isn't it amazing to see it to see everyone just come together working so genuinely. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, just so genuinely coming together working together. And so when you see that happening, you Mm -hmm. both since you guys are in, uh, in leadership, what does that make you think what goes on in your mind when you see that happening?
3: People are good. People are kind. People are selfless. People want to be part of the solution. Mm -hmm. Um, They also have fabric samples and they have a video on how to make masks. And they talked to a, a sewing group of 120 people that said that they would immediately start making those masks out of fabric samples that were cut into like bandana size. And I just, I just, you know, you see in your own community, you see in your own work environment that in a crisis, people really do rise to the occasion. And when you talk about faith and getting people to believe and um, it's, it's seen by example. And Mm -hmm. I just have been overwhelmed. I mean, you know, every day as our team is talking, it's like, oh gosh, let me share this. Let me share this. And we're just all bursting with these people that we've been talking to. And like I said, it's a great distraction because we're seeing the good. Every day, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and that's needed to share and to talk about because you see so much of the negativity in the news. And yes, we are supposed to be aware of what's going on. But you know, there is there is a limit of it, because it can get it can weigh us down, you know, the negative mm-hmm. negativity can weigh us down. So we need much more positivity in this world, and we need to hear success stories like you guys have shared. What would be another success story that you've recently have um, seen?
2: Well, I uh,
3: sorry. Go ahead, Tracy.
2: Well, I was just going to say um, one of the success stories that I really like is that there is a restaurant, uh, Los Compadres Mexican restaurant. And uh, Monica Miranda is the owner of that restaurant. And, of course, they could not uh, be giving out food right now. So she contacted us when we sent out our link, and she said, oh, my goodness, I've got about 150 pounds of rice and beans that I could give out to to families in need. So today, actually, was another one of those days where Mm. she dropped off rice and beans, and they gave that out at Sunny Slope Elementary. And last week they did that at Mountain View School as well. Um, And then she said, I also have some meat that could be cooked and um, turn into meals for families. Mm -hmm. Well, I happen to know First Christian Church. So I contacted Chuck and Jerome and I said, would you guys like to make meals for families in need in your neighborhood? And they said, of course, we would love to do that. And so that's going to be happening um, on Sunday. And so just... So beautiful when you see people, you know, sacrificing. Actually, mm-hmm. um, when they when they can't make money through this, they're they're actually giving that money, that food away to people who are really in great need. And they're changing their model.
3: Uh, just one one other quick story. I mean, we could we could go all day with our stories, but they're changing what they normally do because they know it's needed right now. So there's a nonprofit called Back to School Bounty. And what they do Mm -hmm. is provide big teacher boxes of supplies because we know teachers purchase things out of their own pocket. And they contacted us and they said, well, we have all of these teacher supplies. That's what we normally do. We don't want them in our warehouse when kids need them. So they gave us all of these and hand sanitizer was one of the things.
2: So they, Yay!
3: I know. Yeah. I, I was like, "Gosh, I got to drive safely. I don't want to get in a car accident because I've got gold on here. I've got hand sanitizer." So <laughs> oh, they 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 gave us enough stuff to create a hundred bags so that when students were driving through to pick up their their um, breakfast or lunch, they could pick up a bag of. Supplies, so they could do stuff at home, and a, mm-hmm. and a thing of hand sanitizer, which isn't even available. But exactly. But, but back to school bounty just said, "Hey, let's mm-hmm. get it out there. We want it. We want it to family. So people are rethinking um, what they have and what could be done with it."
1: Right. Exactly, and it's also giving them a time to um, be compassionate. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we get so busy, and the busyness doesn't allow us to really think about somebody else. And Mm -hmm. so this time of reflection is really good for us to stop and think, look, you know, I want to help somebody. I want to, you know, care for somebody else. I'm not as busy now. Who else can I help right now?
2: Mm -hmm. Right? Totally.
1: What are some words of hope and encouragement you both would like to give to schools, to churches, and the community right now? Mm -hmm.
2: I would just say that I believe that God made us, created us to be givers, to be those who are um, in his image, generous and uh, sacrificial and loving and kind and patient. And that um, this is an opportunity like we've never had in the world as Christians to live out the character of Jesus and and to um, show people what it's like to be loved and to create connection and community. I know that so many people are lonely and they're nervous and they're afraid and they're anxious, but this is the time for the body of Christ to say, hey, we're together and Jesus loves you with his whole life. And I do too. So let's, we're in this together. You're not alone.
3: Yes. And I just want to say, um, my, my words are thank you. I'm seeing so many people step up. I see teachers trying to learn new technology, engaging their students in, in different ways. I have two kids myself and I'm just, I'm overwhelmed at how hard everybody is working to do their part. You never thought if you were a, a, an Uber Eats or a <laughs> Amazon driver that that could be dangerous, but it is and people need things. So my, my words are just, thank you. Thank you, everybody who's doing their part to help other people get through this.
1: What is the best way a school or a church or the community can contact you by phone or email?
2: Um, I I will give you both, all right? So I would say um, the email would be info at schoolconnectaz.org. We're happy to reach um, out to them when they email us there. And then my personal phone number, I'm happy to give out, honestly. It's 602 670-6513. We would be so happy to connect you as a school to your community um, in the state of Arizona. And and we are now expanding to other states, so we can always give more information out about that as well. Can you repeat your email and phone number again, please? Sure. It would be info at schoolconnectaz.org and 602-670-6513.
1: Thank you both for being on Faith City Outreach today. It's been so, so exciting to just hear about what School Connect is doing and and also what God is doing through you women and just bringing the community together and encouraging the community to Mm -hmm. create long-lasting relationships with each other. Pastor Tracy, please end in prayer, please, for whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray for.
2: Sure. Happy to do that. Um, Heavenly Father, we come to you with um, real vision of what you want to accomplish through your body right now. Um, As we are facing this pandemic and people's jobs are at stake and um, they're home with children and they're struggling um, with anxiety and depression and, and all kinds of things, Jesus, you knew this was going to happen. And so, Lord, we ask that your people would rise up with generous hearts, with um, a vision of what's possible, of loving people in their neighborhood, in their families, in their schools, in their local businesses, in their hospitals. Lord, I pray that you would cause believers across our country and across the world to step up and to meet the need that is there by the power of your Holy Spirit. And we just thank you so much that you love every person, that you created them, and that we have the privilege of loving them alongside of you. And we pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Faith City Outreach can be heard daily, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Arizona time and 7 p.m. Eastern time. Faith City Outreach thanks Global Women, Christian Chamber of Commerce, Embassy, and Four Winds Ministries for being supporters. Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord.
0: You have been listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. That email again is fcoprogram at gmail.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew six thirty three. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The music used in this broadcast is used courtesy of Zapswap.com.